Today's show is brought to you by Pleasureland RV, best in the Midwest. Learn more at PleasurelandRV.com. Sunday, February 5th, WCCO Outdoors on News Talk 830. Rob Dreesline with you till the bottom of the hour here today. A little shorter broadcast. Uh, then the Timberwolves pregame will begin at 530, followed by tip-off with, against the Denver Nuggets uh, at about 6 o'clock. Should be a good game. Denver, a very good squad. And uh, i got a son who's going to be at that game. He's looking forward to uh, to watching uh, <clears throat> a couple of Pretty decent teams go head to head. Should be a good one. I am fighting a cold. In case you haven't noticed, it hit me with Friday night, and then I went out yesterday and uh, took some pictures of some guys involved in falconry. Fascinating. I've been an outdoor scribe for almost thirty years, and I have never witnessed falconry firsthand before. I'm all, I'm embarrassed to say. Uh, I'm going to talk about that uh, a little bit more here in a moment. Next week uh, we will have uh, a preview of pheasant fest. Uh, that is February 17th to 19th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. A great event. Uh, it travels every uh, three years. <clears throat> it, it appears somewhere else. Uh, but it's back at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Always a good time. We will talk about that next week. Uh, also, I think we're going to have Jordan Warren and Constance Cook with us. If you listened to last week's installment of WCCO Outdoors, you know we talked uh, about the big BHA, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Icebreaker, last weekend up on Lake Malac. And Jordan and Constance won the cook-off, the Minnesota cook-off. And we're going to uh, talk to them a little bit about the, the recipe and how they pulled that off and how they are going to represent our fine state out in Missoula, Montana in mid-March at the BHA National Rendezvous. A uh, couple quick uh, news items. One, <clears throat> I don't I don't want to get too deep into it today. Maybe next week we'll talk more when we have more details. But some fairly big legislation is hitting, it hit late this past week. I believe there's going to be a massive uh, hearing with the Senate, combined hearing with the State Senate and State House, talking about chronic wasting disease legislation. We've been talking about CWD for years. Uh, there has not been, in my opinion, real severe legislation tearing into uh, CWD, deer farms, that sort of thing. But uh, from what I'm hearing and seeing, this latest legislation that, that just popped, Jamie Becker Finn, I believe from Roseville, is the chief author, as well as Rick Hansen uh, over in uh, is he South St. Paul. I think there are a couple of the chief authors on it. That is... That's we're going to be talking about that a lot. I think as the twenty twenty three legislative session continues to unfold, uh, my falconry experience was really cool yesterday, and I'm hoping to uh, maybe get one of these falconers on. There's an there's an organization called the Minnesota Falconers Association, and uh, I tell you what, these guys are hardcore. I had no clue, and you know, you need a special permit right to possess. Um, a red-tailed hawk or one of the other birds that these guys typically use in falconry. And it's, it's, you know, those birds are protected. So it's very, very stringent, the rules that are in, in place for people who want to possess one of these birds for falconry. And so go figure that if they're going to go to all that work, these guys are really serious and they're really hardcore when they go out and par- practice their sport. As we've talked about the past couple of weeks, about the only hunting that still remains is small game hunting for squirrels and rabbits. And that's what these guys chase with these birds, with their, with their falcons. They're, most of them don't actually have falcons. They have hawks. These guys were running and were flying uh, red-tailed hawks as well as a couple of Harris hawks, which are a southwest bird. 
uh, that tend to hunt in packs. That was pretty cool to witness uh, firsthand yesterday. Uh, I, I went out with these guys for about four hours, and I got to admit, I, I, you know, falconry, the sport of kings, right? I thought we were <laughs> going to go out to some western wildlife management area, you know, thousands of acres, some vast Minnesota steppe, right? And, uh, you know, that's where we were going to pursue these birds. We were just a little bit west of the metro, some small towns, west metro, hunting kind of the fringe areas of small communities, uh, industrial areas, uh, you know, abandoned rail lines, um, you know, tr- state trails, that kind of country. And if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. A lot of those western WMAs like I just described, there's a lot of predators out there. There's more coyotes. There's other you know, raptors that are beating up on the on the rabbits and squirrels pretty good. But these kind of suburban bunnies and squirrels, they don't get as much pressure from predators. So there's a lot of them, and, and that's where these guys actually were hunting. And I, I, it kind of surprised me. It's the loudest hunting I've ever been involved in, right? Hunting normally is very quiet. Yeah, you, you want to be quiet. You don't want to surprise the game that you're out there pursuing. These guys are trying to jump the rabbits for the birds, right, uh, so that their, their red-tailed hawks or hare hawks can, can get these rabbits out in the open and then, and then grab them. I took a ton of pictures. Uh, we are going to have a story about it in next week's print edition of Outdoor News. Actually, probably the week after next. I already have a few on uh, some of our social media feeds if you want to check it out. But uh, this falconry thing is it's, it's fascinating, and I think a lot of people have no clue that it's going on right here in the metro area. Um, you know, I was told that some, some of the best places to hunt are even, you know, some of our inner or, or just outer rank suburbs like Eden Prairie and, and some of the other places that have a lot of rabbits and maybe uh, don't have a lot of uh, uh predator pressure right and that that gives these uh these bunnies a chance to pro- proliferate and gives guys that are involved in falconry a chance to go and uh and exercise their sport so that was that was a pretty cool experience and uh i'm like i said i've got a lot of pictures on it i have one other story i want to talk about i'm running out of time maybe later or uh or next week i can talk about i had a top cover story this week about using cellular enabled cameras for hunting and how you might be violating the law if you're using that. I encourage folks to check that out. It's at OutdoorNews.com, too. We're going to break. I didn't mention who my main guest is this week. It's my friend Lucas Leaf. He's the executive director of Sportsman for the Boundary Waters. We're going to talk about that big uh, withdrawal decision that came down from the Biden administration about 10 days ago. And then Lucas is also a chef, and he's going to share some uh, Super Bowl wild game recipes with us when we return. So you got some ideas uh, to uh, for some cooking next week. Let's get into a break. I'm Rob Dreesline. This is WCCO Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to WCCO Outdoors. I'm Rob Dreesline. We've got uh, one segment left here, short broadcast, like I mentioned, because the Timberwolves pregame starts at the bottom of the hour. I want to jump in immediately, take advantage of the time we have, and chat with my friend Lucas Leaf from Sportsman for the Boundary Waters sportsmanbwca.org. Lucas, are you there, my friend? I am, Rob. Thank you so much for having me on. No, oh, my pleasure. It's it's good to catch up. Well, Lucas, uh, in, in 30 seconds, can you describe what uh, Sportsman for the Boundary Waters is all about? And then we'll talk about the big news that broke here about 10 days ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're a conservation organization that really focuses specifically on um, hunting and fishing issues that uh, affect the boundary waters and, um, you know, really uh, the huntable and fishable populations that, that the boundary waters holds and essentially, you know, really protected the integrity of the outdoor 
heritage that we have up in Northeast Minnesota. Um, and, you know, we work on, on a number of different issues. And one of the big ones we're about to talk about uh, is the, the latest withdrawal, but, but also um, a lot of other different outdoor issues and hunting and fishing issues that, that affect, uh, affect our, uh, one of the biggest wilderness areas in um, the entire United States. So I think it was on January 26th, the Biden administration issued this protection for the Boundary Waters. It was a 20-year mineral withdrawal in the Rainy River watershed. Well, what exactly does that mean, and why is Sportsman for the Boundary Waters, among many other organizations, pretty excited about it? So I mean, not to, to dig too far into the nuts and, and bolts of it, I mean, the 20-year uh, mineral withdrawal in that roughly 225,000 acres. It's like a giant buffer zone around this this extremely water-rich environment in the Boundary Waters Voyagers National Park. Um, essentially, what what that withdrawal does is is bans any future um, mineral leasing within that area. So, uh, specifically, what we were worried about was sulfide ore copper mining, terrible track record of. Uh, toxic pollution and you know the boundary water is extremely special place uh, most visited wilderness in america but you know also uh a world-class fishing and, and hunting destination and you know our goal was always to make sure that we were protecting this specific area for future generations to enjoy because you know frankly um as as we we move forward here into the future these places are are fewer and far between, and and it really was a privilege to see this announcement happen, especially kind of sandwiched in to other large conservation wins in um, the Tongass National Forest and Bristol Bay as well. Now, Lucas, there's a lot of folks listening saying, you know, there's been mining in northeastern Minnesota, probably not that far, probably within this very zone that we're talking about for decades. Um, why wasn't that a problem? What's new here? What you know, you know, why why all of a sudden do we not want mining, or are we basically talking about this kind of mining is that the point yeah absolutely we're talking about this kind of mining and you know to specifically point out you know sportsmen for the boundary waters is by far uh, not an anti-mining organization and to your point you know uh the northern minnesota the iron range you know specifically uh iron ore and taconite mining um has been kind of the backbone of of, of that area for years decades um you know we we're a large supplier during World War II, and and uh, you know I think the state is very proud of that heritage, but sulfide or copper mining um, is a whole different story. Uh, the byproduct acid mine drainage is a toxic slurry uh, of byproduct that that really has uh, one, almost 100% chance of of uh, leaching into that extremely water rich environment, you know interconnected environment up there of of rivers, lakes streams and, and aquifers it's a glaciated area um, and once it once that that toxic slurry that acid mine drainage um, gets in into that into that waterway uh, it's almost impossible to take out now Lucas this is a 20-year executive order so it another administration presumably could repeal it there's also some federal legislation that Betty McCollum has introduced that would be longer term if that passed correct correct and uh, Representative McCullum just recently reintroduced her bill, the Boundary Waters uh, Wilderness Protection and Pollution Prevention Act uh, in the House of Representatives. And essentially what that does is create uh, permanent protection, uh, permanent withdrawal, uh, similar to what a 20-year withdrawal. But the main difference is, is that 
it, it has uh, language excluding uh, specific extractive industries like iron ore and taconite within that area, which is extremely important for, for the future as well. You listen to WCCO Outdoors. I'm Rob Jerison. We've got a few minutes left. We're chatting with our friend Lucas Leaf, Executive Director of Sportsmen for the Boundary Waters, sportsmanbwca.org. He's kind of illuminated what exactly happened here with this mineral withdrawal order that came down from the Biden administration 10 days ago. You know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in all the details, minutiae of public policy, we forget, you know, the fun part of all this, which is going out and catching lake trout, catching walleyes in the boundary waters, maybe doing some deer hunting up there. Maybe someday we'll be able to do some moose hunting again and enjoying the wild game and fish that we uh, that we love to harvest from the land. And uh, WCCO has learned there's a Super Bowl next weekend. Lucas, and you are a chef uh, in a previous life. Uh, like I said, we just got a couple of minutes left. Any quick recipes that you would uh, you'd, you'd share with folks? Any ideas for wild game uh, foods for the, to n- knock down during the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you know, football parties are classic, right? It, I mean, first and foremost, you got to have a you got to have a couple crockpots, and if you're, if you're doing crockpots, you're not doing it right. But um, you know, you can you can morph any type of buffalo chicken dip with squirrel, rabbit, pheasant, you know, use up your ground meat for Frito pie, chili or chili cheese dip, sausages, you know, meatballs in some kind of a sauce and in, in a crock pot, you know, tacos are always great. I love dips. I think dips are a fan favorite. Anything you can come up with there, doing a roast, doing some kind of pulled meat sandwiches, getting Mm. people outside, you know, doing some grilling. I mean, all that stuff is always great. Sliders are always it's a go-to for me. You can do, you know, different ones, fried fish, like, you know, the Nashville hot pheasants, a good one, venison burgers. I mean, there's, there's so many ways that you could use wild game and it's presentable to people too. And especially for, for folks that you might have coming over that have never really tried it before, you know, make it approachable, right? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Venison tacos. That sounds really good right about now. I'm not sure why I'm coming off a cold, but it's just uh, that's that sounds that sounds really tasty, Lucas. Uh, you know, Lucas, thanks for all you do for the outdoors. I don't think people understand just how hard people like you work uh, advocating for you know, our environment and places like the Boundary Waters. the uh, The Boundary Waters um, the the permit uh, application period got going here what a couple of weeks ago, and I see it's already uh, a lot of permits have been scooped up. It's a it's a popular place, yeah. isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Super busy. I mean, I, people were scrambling to, to get those uh, permits last week, but you know, sometimes, you know, for me, you know, let, let folks grab, you know, what they can in those busy spots and you're always going to be able to, to get permits for a little, you know, a little lesser known areas or, or avoid a large amount of people, no matter what, and in a wilderness area like the boundary water. So you'll get that solace no matter what, even if you do run into a few people. Oh yeah, without question. I, I know a couple of years ago when it was it was very busy during COVID, everybody was going up there. Uh, I got a permit yeah. into a place off the Gunflint where we we had to get through that Tuscarora Portage. And I tell you what, we got to the other side of that. We saw one guy in like four days. Uh, it, you know, yeah. you you definitely can get off the beaten path and uh, and experience it. And and a lot of permits. Tell me, from a lot of people get a pick up a permit and then they cancel it. So if you monitor uh, the site. More often than not, you're going to be able to pick things up throughout the spring and, and summer. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, things come up, people get sick, plans change. Yeah, they're, you can always check back on, you know, your first choice and something might pop back open. 
Well, Lucas, I am out of time, but I sure appreciate you joining us. If folks want more information, they go to sportsmanbwca.org. That's the best place to uh, to start. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. We have a ton of information on the recent announcement, kind of, announcement, kind of what's coming up, and and we'll have a, some good background information on on how we got to this point too. So appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks for joining me, Lucas. Have a great week, my friend. Thanks. You too, Rob. That was Lucas Leaf, sportsman for the Boundary Water, sportsmanbwca.org. Like I say, short broadcast today, dear listener, so we are out of time. The uh, Timberwolves pregame is going to get going here in just a few minutes, and then the squad is going to kick off its game with the Denver Nuggets at the top of the hour. Everybody have a great week out of doors. Rob Dreesland signing off for WCCO Outdoors.